What's up, nerds? ESPN Plus, the ESPN app. You won't see a team play worse than my team played yesterday. The New York Jets' performance yesterday was an embarrassment. You, you hire somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop! Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 88-9, the game. And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. I don't know if I trust any Chris that spells it with a K. And Eric Fry. Shut up. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. happening out there welcome in here on this uh, tuesday how's everyone doing out there travis sparks eric fry hanging out with you for the next hour here on espn radio 98.9 the uh, game and we got a good show lined up for you as always per usual and of course we'll be uh, hitting up on everything about the uh, nba finals uh, from uh, last night we crowned a, a champion for the first time in their franchise history Denver Nuggets are world champions, so we'll hit up on all of that, and we'll hit up on the conversation of both the Miami Heat superstar, or question mark, is he a superstar, Jimmy Butler, and also hit up on Nikola Jokic as well, and an NBA champion, Nikola Jokic, mm-hmm. uh, there coming up. We'll also hit up on uh, some uh, Major League Baseball. We'll talk about the events that happened uh, last night. The Cubs were off, but the Cardinals Wish they were off as they fall again late in the uh, eighth inning, and the Giants win four to three. And uh, we'll talk about that. And uh, Wilson Gutierrez also made some uh, comments yes. about the uh, slump uh, that he's in. So uh, we'll hit up on that as well. And also, apparently, there's going to be a reverse boycott in Oakland tonight, and we'll talk about that as well coming up in the uh, baseball segment. And you can hear Cardinal Baseball right here on 98.9. 5.50 will be the uh, pregame show uh, tonight here on 98.9 against the uh, Giants, game number two there. And we saw the NBA season last night come to a close. Well, could we see... The hockey season come to a close tonight. It's a game number five of the Stanley Cup of Finals. We'll hit up on that as well. Matthew Kachuk may not suit up tonight for the Panthers, but uh, we'll hit up on that as well. And uh, also we'll hit up on uh, some college sports as well. College World Series is set in baseball. And man, Stanford got there in uh, weird fashion. Mm-hmm. And we'll hit up on that uh, coming up here at uh, some point as well if we don't get to that we'll save it for the uh, podcast of course you can find that podcast wherever you find your favorite podcast itunes or spotify 
And also check it out on the website, femradio.com as well. And also we want to pass along a, a note about a tomorrow's show is that we will not have a, a show uh, tomorrow as uh, we would have only had a 20-minute live show anyways with the uh, St. Louis Cardinals uh, starting at 11.20. Uh, but uh, we have other places to be tomorrow. Yes. And uh, that is we're celebrating our country station, WCRC. Big six zero. Yes. 60th birthday bash tomorrow, and we'll be out at Kirby Foods. As I said earlier this morning on the morning show, Travis, we are five years away from retirement as a station. That's true. So you can look forward to that. But, yeah, and there are Cardinal tie-ins. You're going to want to make sure Ooh, you uh, are sure listening you. to that remote because there are Cardinal tie-ins. Ooh. So uh, tune in at 11 o'clock, and I'll tell you how that is. Yep, uh, we're going to be out there from 11 a.m. to 1 30, slinging hamburgers, hot dogs, pork burgers, ribeye steak sandwiches, and, of course, the essentials, the soda and water and the chips as well. And all proceeds are going to uh, benefit the disabled American veterans as it's also flag day as well so uh that's where we'll be out there so uh, stop on by 11 a.m to yep. 1 30 say hi to us and pick up some uh, food pick up some lunch on your lunch hour and uh enjoy our wcrc birthday bash yes and speaking of flag day you can stop by and we'll have free complimentary flags for you to grab yeah. so you can so. show off your red white and blue for uh, sure. tomorrow as well so uh, it's gonna be a fun time stop on out kirby foods we'll be there 11 to 1 30 mm-hmm. uh, i don't know about slinging stuff but i'm gonna be eating stuff <laughs> well yes i'll definitely uh, have some samples uh, steak sure sandwich well. for sure <laughs> yes those are always uh, delicious and uh, pork burgers yep. uh, as well but uh, that's where we're gonna be uh, tomorrow so a uh, noah show tomorrow and uh, so we'll be back for you on thursday so that is the uh, plan for tomorrow but uh hey before we get to tomorrow and that birthday bash we got to get through today and we got a lot to get to here today so uh let's hit it off and let's get it started with first things first before we get into the show First things first. And we're, still, of course, starting off in the NBA as the finals are over with as the Nuggets close it out last night as they win their first NBA championship in a franchise history. They got it done, and in game five, they win the series of four to one, and they did it last night 94 to 89 was the final score there. And what a roller coaster! Of a game it was as it started out great for the Heat. They started off the first five points. Then Denver finally uh, got it going and they started coming back. They started throwing down dunks and making threes. And then by the quarters in, Miami had the two-point lead and they got it together. They ended up having the lead at at seven at the half, did Miami. And then a a ferocious comeback really in the second half in general. But the third quarter, the Nuggets started getting going. They cut that seven-point lead down to just one. And then in the fourth quarter, it was a little back and forth as well. And so a roller coaster of a game, but the Nuggets get it done and win their first championship. And Jokic wins his first championship as well. Yeah, and, you know, say what you want, Travis, about um, the Nuggets' ownership. I know you no love lost there. 
Mm-hmm. That's right. He was all over the uh, yep. celebration yep. last night and getting all sorts of thank yous as well. I do like the emotion of players who have never won before. Yeah, right. And let's let's think about this team, Travis. When you when you look at it, you, you know, Jokic, second round pick. No one expected him to do much anything. Uh, well, yeah, and of course now it's become legendary. Now he was drafted during a Taco Bell commercial. That's right. That's <laughs> they right. didn't even announce the pick because it, it was so insignificant at the time. Uh, <laughs> Murray. He mm-hmm. was sent here via a trade at one point in time, I believe. He's not like a nugget born and raised and grown. Aaron Gordon was shipped out of here from Orlando, mm-hmm. right. which is basketball purgatory. Mm-hmm. Yep. Michael Porter Jr., back inju- injuries, not going to amount to anything, fell in the draft. Yep. This team, Caldwell Pope, was with the Lakers, got drafted, sent different places. Yeah, he's hopped around a bit. Travis, this team is the island of misfit toys. Kind of are, yeah. This team is a team that is put together of a bunch of people that no one else wanted. Mm-hmm. And they found a way to make it work. Yeah. And to me, that is inspiring. That is an awesome thing. Yeah. Who would have thought, Travis, we would be sitting here this morning and saying that Aaron Gordon is an NBA champion before James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what we're saying. And Chris Paul. Throw and Chris Paul. Too. Yeah. No one would have thought that. He was the dunk guy. That's yeah, all he was good all for. He was, that's all he, all he was known for, yeah. And he has come up big in these finals and in the Western Conference finals as well. Mm-hmm. You, you talk about Michael Porter Jr. and the injury in the back when he uh, – he went to Missouri, didn't he? He did, yeah. Yeah. And so I know not a big fan. <laughs> I know. All over the place. But, but – you know, he came in, had 16 big points last night, 13 rebounds, yeah. helped him out as well. You know, and even, you know, the the bench, you know, DeAndre Jordan is on this bench. Travis? Yeah. I mean, he had to come in and play three minutes because Jokic early on picked up two early yeah. fouls, and so they had to play DeAndre there. And, I mean, yeah, he was only three minutes, but those were pretty significant minutes to uh, give uh, Denver some – blow there because mm-hmm. of Jokic's foul trouble early on. Now, this is all about the Nuggets, and, and we'll continue with the Nuggets. But, Travis, I am mad. Why is that? You couldn't put Udonis Haslam in for a minute. <laughs> no. You couldn't have him have one minute at the end of the game. No, I guess not. I mean, that is annoying. Closed out with uh, some free throws there. I know that uh, Jimmy Putler put up a contested three for a potential tie. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, I guess you could have put him out there for a couple of seconds. Yeah, just one – again, it would have meant more in Miami sure. than doing it in Denver. But for everything yeah. he's done for that organization, for as long as he's been there, mm. I I would have found a way to get him on for at least a second. Right. Yeah. But, so, but anyways, back to, not the, to be. back to the Nuggets, Travis. As we said, this team is a team of nobodies in Jokic, is what we said entering this postseason, entering the season. Everyone knew Jokic. Murray was injury prone, coming off an injury. Right. Didn't know what yeah. to expect from him. He never stepped up and been a big guy. Aaron Gordon is the dunk guy, as we mentioned. Porter Jr., can he be healthy? That was, it has been the question all year long. And 
they found a way to make it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was nice to see the emotion on uh, Jamal Murray's uh, face yes. of uh, yes. coming back from uh, strenuous rehab there of uh, the knee injury uh, that he had, and he also had uh, that thumb wrapped up as well so you know he did ball out in the bubble i know Mm -hmm. we don't put a lot of stock in that of uh, the bubble finals uh but uh he really was uh, one of the better players there and then he went down with the injury the following season and we all thought uh, battling back and rehabbing ever since so it was nice to see the emotion on his face and he had 14 points and uh, you know, he was really a great complimentary piece there to uh, Jokic. And, uh, you know, they're going to go down as a pretty good duo in uh, NBA Finals and NBA Playoff mm. uh, history with uh, how well uh, they played uh, this postseason. And uh, it was uh, great to see uh, the emotion on Murray's face. But Jokic, I kind of like it that he just was really nonchalant about uh everything it didn't seem like he was happy very much i mean yeah there was that one image of him and jamal murray getting thrown into the pool in the in the locker room and it would Jokic was kind of business as usual you know lisa salters asked him you know uh how does it sound to be an nba champion good good Uh, the job is done we can go home now yep this man just wants to go home just wants to go home (laughs) And he he is disappointed about the championship parade as well. Mm-hmm. When's the championship parade? Thursday. 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 Oh no, no, I gotta go home. No. <laughs> Thursday. That's all this man wants to They're do. They're expecting so. a record-breaking crowd there, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it was uh, definitely a special moment there, and uh, obviously clinching it at home is uh, extra special. Yeah. And uh, extra uh, sweep uh, there as well. So. And. Um, Here's here's the other thing, Travis. You, you you mentioned Murray. Now, can he keep this up? We'll see. We'll have to see. That's always the question. Um, but the other thing, Travis, is uh, when you talk about um, Jokic and Murray, Murray has until 2024-25 season, he is signed with the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. So he isn't going anywhere. And when you talk about Jokic and what he has done, he has signed through 2028. Mm-hmm. Travis, this team can stay together for a decent amount of time. Yeah, if they want to. And, I mean, not even the confetti. The confetti was still falling onto the court, and uh, Coach Malone was talking about them not being satisfied uh, with just one here. So he wants to keep this team hungry, and they just don't want to stop at one. Yep. You know, he didn't even save it for the championship parade. Yep. He said it right there when they were getting the trophy. And, so and he I, wants more. I think I, I like that mentality. And like I said, I like seeing a team that is – thankful to be in the spot because we've it feels like in the NBA more so than than anywhere else recently we have had so many repeat champions and so many teams that have been there before it was nice to see a motion yeah. of a team that hadn't been there mm-hmm. that hadn't won it yet and even if the heat would have won like I know Jimmy Butler hasn't won one but that organization has yeah so it's not the same as a first time, it reminds me when the Raptors won mm-hmm. and the emotion. And there are quite a lot of similarities between the two teams. The Raptors, you know, you had Kawhi, but otherwise they were a team that no one really wanted and no one predicted to do anything. 
Well, yeah, because they always had the disappointment in yeah. the playoffs, and yeah. then it was a difference maker for As Kawhi. have the Nuggets. How many times in the past couple of years right, have the yeah, Nuggets been the years. one seed and not been able to even get to the Western Conference Finals? Mm. So the fact that they got there, I'm just thinking of this now, there are quite a few parallels between the two teams, mm. and I like that they were the next team to get there first. Right. Yeah, so that was uh, very, very cool. And, I mean, even Coach Malone seemed like the we always t- – you just talked about the island of misfit toys, and he seems like a, a great, solid coach, but he never really had the team around him to uh, win a championship mm-hmm. uh, until now uh, there. So uh, the Nuggets got it done. And, of course, one of my favorite things to look at yes. It's the 2024 NBA title odds for oh, next yes, season. Yes, so the Nuggets are a favorite to win the championship plus 475 on some sports books. And Celtics are plus 575. The Bucks are plus 700. Suns plus 850. And the Lakers 76ers as Warriors are plus 1200 to win the title next year. All right, well, going off of that, Travis, now with the Nuggets winning, there are 10 teams that have never won the NBA title now. Mm. So I'm going to go through the 10 teams, Travis. You tell me which one you think is next to mark off the list. You ready? Mm-hmm. The Nets? No. The Hornets? No. The Pacers? No. The Clippers? Maybe. The Grizzlies? Mm. <laughs> There's a lot of question no. marks there. Yeah, no. The Timberwolves. Hey, no, I don't think so. Pelicans. No, not title contenders. Magic. No. Jazz. No. Suns. Yeah. So, Suns and Clippers. Suns and Clippers. I I would put an asterisk by Memphis. Right, depending, yeah, depending on what on. happens there. And I put an asterisk by the Pelicans if Zion can ever get healthy. Right, and that's the big... That's the big if. And that's the been the thing. if for four years. So. Yeah, like I, I think they can be just good enough to get into the play-in, but it doesn't seem like they can get over the hump of being past mm-hmm. like even the Warriors. Yep. I mean, it all depends on what the Warriors have with uh, Draymond. Uh, coming back possibly I mean it all depends on where Chris Paul goes as well so uh, and of course you know uh, Dallas with Mm -hmm. that Kyrie if he uh, comes back there and uh, Luca you know that's another guy you know we always talk about Jokic yeah he got those two MVPs back to back and it was always him can he win a title now he's done that and now it's that next player to win a title. I would think it would be kind of Luka. You look at him. You look at KD. Could he win one without the Warriors? Yeah. Uh, Chris I, Paul, I guess. Again, I, I I think of, and they're not in their prime, so it's hard to include them. But I think of Westbrook and I think of Harden. Westbrook, yeah. Those are the two that I think, to solidify themselves, have to win. Those right. are the next big players who have won individual awards. Because Luca, as great as he is, he's never won an MVP. No, he's he's been great, but he hasn't Still led the young. league in scoring. He hasn't won an MVP yet. Right. Yet is is the key word there. But I think yeah. you got the other one. I'm going to throw at you, Travis. Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because now he's got the MVP, and he mm-hmm. couldn't lead his team to the postseason this year. The clock is starting to tick on Embiid. Mm-hmm. as far yeah. as his time to, to get a championship. 
Right, yeah, especially with James Harden looking elsewhere. Yep. You know, you hear about the uh, reunion in in Houston, yep. uh, possibly. But uh, I just have to see him moving forward mm-hmm. if some of those other superstars in waiting can get their first title. And, uh, you know, a lot of that, the second team that has the best odds of winning the title, Boston, they got their own questions. Yep. Can they keep Tatum and Brown together? Are they going to pay Brown the Supermax? Are they going to... Uh, keep that t- tandem together. Uh, also, before the uh, Game 5, they came out that we talked about Toronto, Fred Van Fleet. Yep. Looks like he's going to test the free agent waters there. Uh, possible reunion there in Philadelphia with the coach Nurse, uh, their former Toronto coach. We'll have to see who needs a point guard. Maybe a uh, team in Chicago that needs a point guard. Maybe a team in Phoenix. Yeah. I mean, Fred Van Fleet uh, out there and Chris Paul going to be out there uh, as well. So uh, the NBA season coming to a close with the uh, first championship for the uh, Denver Nuggets, and uh, the Heat are going back to the uh, drawing board uh, there as well. And uh, they just couldn't overcome some of the injuries. I mean, even Jimmy Butler was banged up a little bit last night. Tyler Hero potentially was going to give it a go. Mm-hmm. He didn't end up doing that. Uh, so uh, that was a significant loss. And the uh, role players for them, I mean, Strauss started off good, and he did have 12 points, but nobody else really showed up for the uh, role players uh, there with Vincent, Caleb Martin, Zeller, Lauer even. I know he had a big tip out uh, when the he were trying to get back in the game, mm-hmm. but uh, the role players just didn't. Didn't show, quite show up for the Heat when they need him the most. And that injury to Tyler Hero really uh, hampered them a little bit uh, there. So, uh, you know, the NBA Finals done and over with. And usually after the uh, season comes to a close and when a, a superstar wins a title, I remember last year was Steph Curry. Where do we put him as uh, one of the greats of all time? And so that question lingers with Nikola Jokic now. He's finally got his championship. He's got his two MVPs. So where does Jokic rank all time and where does he rank in the all-time annals of a sinners? And we'll to explore that as well as jimmy butler mm-hmm. can we consider him a superstar now even though he fell short of a uh, championship or maybe he's a superstar already those are a couple questions that we pose coming up next so stick around for the answers here on the starting lineup the starting lineup from 98.9 the game studios we'll be right back If you served in the Vietnam, Gulf War, or post-9-11 eras, you may be eligible for expanded VA benefits. A new law, known as the PACT Act, provides disability compensation, health care, free toxic exposure screenings, and more to veterans who were exposed to toxins during their military service. You can submit a claim for your PACT Act-related benefits now. Claims received by August 10, 2023 may be paid back to August 10, 2022. Visit va.gov forward slash PACT to learn more and file your claim. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. 
This is Matt Broniker for Russ Broniker Cadillac Buick GMC and Russ Broniker Service Express here in Effingham. The automotive landscape looks a lot different than a year ago. Our customers and our sales staff continually express their excitement in our ever-growing new and pre-owned inventory. And we are so happy to be able to offer each of our vehicles at an exceptional value. We made the decision to work with a more controlled inventory in order to make each vehicle we offer the best value to our customers. So please accept this as your invitation to call or stop in to see what we have to offer. We are Russ Broniker, Cadillac Buick, and GMC, a legacy of excellence. It's time to vote. No, not that kind of election. I mean vote for our Father's Day lookalike contestants. Just visit effingamradio.com and choose who looks like Dad the most. Polls are open today through June 14th at noon. You can vote once per day for the best lookalike father, son, or father, daughter. Thanks to 95.7 WCRC, along with Barlow Lock and Security, John Boost Factory Showroom and Outlet, Wabash Communications Fiber, Wen T Plumbing, First National Bank of Brownstown, and May's Distinctive Lighting. Now hurry and go vote at effingamradio.com. Plug into powerful savings with 11% off ZeroWire products at Menards. ZeroWire is an American-owned leading manufacturer of building wire for residential, commercial, and industrial applications. Menards stocks convenient pre-cut lengths of ZeroWire products, making installation easier than ever. Get 11% off all ZeroWire products at Menards. Good through June 18th. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Beat the summer heat. Contact your local Heil dealer, Matthew Heating and Air Conditioning, for your air conditioning and heating needs. Heil specializes in complete home heating and air conditioning systems with the latest in indoor air quality control, reducing dust and airborne pollutants, and available Wi-Fi control. Heil dealers are committed to complete satisfaction. Find your local Heil dealer at heil-hvac.com or contact Matthew Heating and Air Conditioning today at 217-690-8020. Pitches. Molina hits it high and deep left center field. Back to the track, the wall. Goner! Tie game in the ninth. One pitch from Kimbrough and Molina ties the game. A swing and a long one. Home run, Paul DeYoung. Left center field. Back to back, Jack. The Cardinals have taken the lead in the ninth. Craig Kimbrell is serving up batting practice. Two pitches in the ninth inning. Craig Kimbrell is serving up batting practice. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game ESPN Radio. Travis Parks, Eric Fry here with you today. And uh, we just talked about uh, the uh, Nuggets winning the uh, NBA Finals and their first uh, championship. And with that always comes the uh, Monday morning or now mm-hmm. Tuesday morning quarterback of uh, talking about the two uh, stars of uh, both teams in Jokic and uh, Butler. And like I mentioned before the break, had this conversation a year ago about uh, Steph Curry, where does he rank all time? And so now, naturally, where does Nikola Jokic uh, rank all time now that he has a, a championship and uh, do the things that he does? Just 
this postseason, which is mm-hmm. awesome oh, yeah. uh, for him, averaging uh, triple double or all those yeah. triple doubles that he had, um, and uh, out leading the NBA both in points, mm-hmm. rebounds, assists. The only player that's ever ever done uh, it. done that. So, yep. uh, and of course, he was the NBA Finals MVP, correct, uh, as well. So. How are we feeling about a Jokic here today? Well, first I saw a quote, Travis, and and I never thought of this. Jokic is our generation Steve Nash. Hmm. Meaning in his passing, his scoring ability when he needs to. Steve Nash was known for the triple doubles, yeah. but it was from a point guard where right. you expect the scoring and the passing. Yeah. You don't expect passing from a big man like Jokic. No. But he can pass just as good as Steve Nash could. Yeah. He is our generation Steve Nash. Yeah. So... As far as a player on the court comparison, that is my comparison for Jokic. Mm-hmm. Steve yeah, Nash, solid. if Steve Nash could grow another two feet. <laughs> right. Okay. Exactly. As far as where I would put him right now, I, I think a great comparison for Jokic, and I'm not saying this because both of them are from foreign countries, it would be Dirk. Yeah. Dirk, regular season MVP, finals MVP. Now, he only won it once, mm. but I think that is a great comparison Yeah, for Jokic as far as what he has accomplished. Right. Um, you know, Dirk's led that Mavericks team to a championship. They hadn't won a championship in a long time or if ever mm. until Dirk's led that team. Right. Same thing now with Jokic. I I, yeah. I just think, yeah, the the international players is good, and you know just how they could get off their shots. Mm-hmm. So of course the famous fadeaway yep. from uh, Dirk and uh, Jokic just seems to uh, have some uh, weird shots as mm-hmm. well that they go in. So it's a pretty uh, fair comparison, even though Dirk was a power forward and Jokic is mainly the five, the right. center. Right. I but again, I don't think you can compare him, for example, to a Shaq. Right. Because he can give you so much more than what Shaq ever could. No offense right. to Shaq. Shaq was dominating what he did. But Shaq wasn't putting down three-pointers. And he wasn't yeah. passing for 14 assists. No. That's not what Shaq did. Yeah. Shaq and Jokic, they both dominate the game in different ways. Yes. Like Shaq, he was a post-up and he was just a hoss down there. He mm-hmm. was, well, that's why he was the big diesel. And you post him up and I don't think he can make anything out of five feet or eight feet or anything like that. And Jokic dominates the game in other ways with not only his scoring, but his assisting and Mm -hmm. rebounding as well. So they're both kind of dominant in their uh, own right there. But I think that when you look at the greatest centers of all time, that's one of the people that you can compare them with. And that's the one person I think that on the list of top five centers, my list uh, that's the one player that could potentially get knocked off and is in Shaq. Mm. Not right now, but maybe when Jokic's career is I, done. I Okay, this is going to get into a bigger discussion because I want to know now <laughs> who your top five is. My top five centers. I'm glad you asked that because I have the list. Awesome. Uh, right here because I'm glad I you're prepared. got started uh, thinking about this. Okay. Uh, my number one center is Kareem. Okay. Um, you know, he had an unblockable shot. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's the second uh, leading scorer in NBA yep. history. Uh, my number two center would be Bill Russell. Okay. I know he's a liability on offense. He only averaged 15 points a game for his career. Uh, but 
Uh, he did other things. He averaged mm-hmm. 22 rebounds mm-hmm. a game, and he would have averaged a triple-double most likely if they counted blocks. Or, right, right, you know, right. If you look at Jokic's assists, currently he averages 6.6 assists for his career. And I would guess that Bill Russell would be around four or five blocks uh, a game as well, if not more, if they counted it when his uh, career uh, was happening. Uh, my number three would be Akeem Olajuwon. Mm, okay. And Amaya four would be Will Chamberlain. Okay. And then five is Shaq. See, I would I would take Hakeem out myself. Hmm. With the only the the reason why Travis is because right now Hakeem won two MVPs, mm-hmm. one Finals MVP, he won one title. I have him down as two championships. Okay, two championships, but he was MVP and for two. One. Two NBA Finals MVPs. Nope, he has one. That's what I'm looking at here. Oh, he has two. You're right, he has two. Yeah. And why? Did, and one of the reasons why I'd give the nod to Akeem is that he was all uh, defense nine times, and he was two-time right. Defensive Player of the yes. Year, and Jokic isn't that type of player. No. no. And, I mean, maybe his game doesn't call for and, that in today's NBA. And but. that's the problem when you put together these lists. Sure. Is you have to do it by era. You have to do yeah. categorically. Because you can't compare, as you said, well, Hakeem or Russell would have had triple doubles if they kept those stats. They didn't keep those stats in those time frames. So we can't say that. So you can't use that as a comparison between the two because those awards weren't there. Right, the reason, you know, Bill Russell played in the 50s and yes, 60s and all that. My thing with Hakeem, and this is nothing against Hakeem, it isn't. You won in the 90s when Jordan wasn't there. <laughs> you True. won when Jordan wasn't there. Sorry. That's that. an asterisk for me. Hmm. The reason why I would put Shaq over Hakeem is very simply Shaq changed the game. When he came in. Yeah. Just by what he did on the floor and his presence. I mean, Travis, we created Hack-A-Shack because of Shaq. Right. Yeah, I don't really hold it against them, the free throws. No, no. Because that's, that's not what he was there for. Right. He was there for the I mean, rebounding, he was, and he was there for the inside scoring. He was so dominant that you had yes. to foul him. That's yes. the only way to stop him. And he also is a three-time Finals MVP. Right, yep. Which is more than Hakeem, more than Jokic. Right, yeah. So, and he did it. Now, a minor knock on Shaq is he did it with Kobe. Mm-hmm. But Hakeem did it with Clyde and with, you know, not Charles. They didn't have Charles that year. But, no. You know, that was the next year when they couldn't make the Finals, so... Mm-hmm. Right, I mean, Shaq has the edges in championships, four to two. Shaq was first team All NBA mm-hmm. eight times. Akeem was only six All NBA, fourteen times for Shaq, and only twelve times for Akeem. And uh, uh, the thing where he has it, it Akeem has it, is he was All Defense nine times, and Shaq was only three times. Now, here's my argument, Travis, and and I may I may get some some heat for this. That's okay. Right now, as we stand, I put Jokic above both of them. And here's why. Here's why. Mm. And this is my my thing, and people can get mad at me if they want. To me, regular season MVP means more than a finals MVP. Because you're sustaining it 
throughout 82 games. You can have a great seven games. But think about it. Chauncey Billups is a finals MVP. Andre Godala is a finals MVP. They did it for different reasons, yes, but you're not saying they're one of the all-time greats. No. Yeah, I don't think Andre Godala. The regular season, it's more games. You're having to do it for many more nights, and it's more competitive because when you get down to the finals, there's two teams. That's it, and that's all you're getting compared to. Yeah, is whoever's on the other side. Fight for a championship. Yes. But the regular season, it's against everyone in the league. Yeah. It's everyone in the league. Mm-hmm. It would be like, do we hold the year that, um was it Syndergaard? Or was it DeGrom? Who won the Cy Young, but had a losing record. He was DeGrom. That's not his fault that his team couldn't put up points. Yeah. That, but do do we do we have an asterisk by that MVP? No, no. because he beat the competition. Mm. Regular season, you're beating everyone else in the league to win yeah. that award. Yeah, I, I get that from the sustaining it for a longer period of time, obviously. But I mean, when you're Finals MVP, that means you come up in the clutch moments and that you're uh, the outstanding player when it means the most for four to seven games. Time. For four to seven games. It's a pretty important four to seven games to win the title. It's still just four to seven games. you got to win the other 82 or however many to get there. Right. And, you know, you could say the NBA Finals. I guess Iguodala really won it just for the NBA Finals. But I would think uh, the Finals MVP, when you look at for Jokic, it was the entire postseason in general, not just the Finals. But they don't have I know they don't. I wish they did. They do yeah. in Major League Baseball. You know, do, you get yeah. your, your conference, you know, AL, ML they do. postseason award. I wish they did that in the NBA yeah. because it would be a nice – but, again, that's changing from here forward. You can't use that to compare against people in the past because they right. didn't have the same awards that you're competing for. Yeah. So I think regular season is more important because without having a good regular season, you're not getting to the finals and you're not getting to the playoffs. Yeah. But as we've seen with Jokic, just because you win an MVP doesn't mean uh, you win in the playoffs as well. And you can see that with Joel Embiid as well. I think you need to have a regular season MVP and a championship to really cement your legacy. Yeah. And I'm not saying that Jokic is can't be there above right. those guys, right. even Akeem and uh, Shaq. It's going to take a lot for me to pass Akeem. But I think when all is said and done is Jokic uh, could uh, slide into that top five spot uh, with Shaq and depending on what else he does in his career. I mean, if he averages a triple-double for his entire career, uh, then I would maybe put him uh, in the conversation with Akeem. But uh, right now, as it stands, he's just outside of the top five for me. I I would put him right now, yes, outside of the top five. But again, I can't compare him to a Russell, and I can't compare him to a Kareem because it's a different game. Yeah. So that's why I hate these whole top five lists. I know. That's why I just say he's an all-time yeah, great. I don't think there's any argument. He's an all-time <laughs> no. great. Yeah, no no argument uh, from that. But uh, there's also another argument uh, that can be had of uh, whether uh, Jimmy Butler and him getting another uh, team to a championship, uh, you know, it was one thing to do it in the bubble. He kind of mm-hmm. carried him single-handedly uh, there in Orlando. But uh, there was a debate yesterday on uh, first take about whether Jimmy Butler is a superstar 
uh, or not. And, I mean, last night's performance, he was basically non-existent for the first yeah. 40 minutes. Yeah. But then he really stepped up when uh, Miami needed him the most and he almost single-handedly brought him back. And they had the one-point lead there with, like, a two minutes to go when it looked like Denver had it in hand. So, Travis, I mean, when you look at this, and I, I was going to mention this earlier, you talk about rosters. Jimmy Butler's doing it on his own. I know we've said that about Jokic entering the postseason, of who can be the two. Butler has nobody because he's got Bam. Mm-hmm. That's it. Right. So do I think Jimmy Butler should be considered a superstar in today's NBA? Yes, right. I do. Because he drags teams that shouldn't yeah. be where they – he brought an eight seed right. all the way here. Mm-hmm. Credit to him for that. Yeah, he had great performances. But along at some the way. point, he just can't do it anymore by himself. Right. And if I'm Miami, that's what I'm looking at. You mm-hmm. are you telling me you're gonna depend on next season a Strauss, a Vincent, to a Kevin Love to help get this team back to the finals? No. Yeah, you, you're, no. You're, you're out of your mind. No. Kyle Lowry is going to come in and play some minutes for you. And I know Tyler Hero was injured. I get that. But Strauss and Vincent were there the entire postseason and did nothing. Mm-hmm. I could have suited up for the Heat and gave them what they gave them. Yeah, I mean, Strauss had, had that one good game, but that was really about it. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I I would agree. And if not before, I think you can argue now that Jimmy Butler is a, is a superstar uh, that I would almost compare it to what LeBron did when he was mm-hmm. with Cleveland mm-hmm. the first time around and that great performance he had against Detroit, single-handedly beating them. And Jimmy Butler has uh, done that uh, and single-handedly brought the Heat back several times. Yep. And so he steps up in big moments. I would put the Heat – right now as the two seed in the east as the 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 second best team right now in the east i put boston at one even though i know there's questions surrounding that as far as not best teams but to make the nba finals Mm -hmm. i put boston at one and i put the heat at two because they've been there no one else in the east has been there what about milwaukee Giannis is a man by himself yeah he has some pieces, but he has some pieces. But can they stay healthy? That's can Giannis that's the stay question. healthy? Can Giannis stay healthy? He was banged up a little bit. I I'd have Butler and this Heat organization have been there more times than the Bucks and and uh, Giannis. Yeah. So I would I would give the edge to the Heat from top down organizationally. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we talked about it. Pat Riley's been in fifty two percent of the NBA Finals. <laughs> yeah. When he's the man leading your charge. <laughs> Coach, executive, yep. player, <laughs> yeah, he's uh, literally done it all yep. uh, there for the Heat. So uh, we're in agreement there with uh, Butler, considering him a superstar uh, there. So uh, let's uh, step away and uh, let's hit up on uh, some Major League Baseball from uh, last night and uh, touch a little bit on uh, Wilson Contreras' comments uh, that he made last night about the uh, slump that he's going early going through. It's coming up next here on the Star Lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Justin Daters. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. 
If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk to your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. June deals are heating up at Rule King and just in time for Father's Day. Take our latest Rudy special. Ready to pour diesel exhaust fuel, two and a half gallons, only $6.99. Plus, trial game directly to your phone with the Delta Bay Cellular Trail Cam. Sale price for just $49.99. And save $50 on Milwaukee's M18 Lithium-Ion Drill Driver Combo, now just $149.99. Remember, Dad, with a great deal from RuleKing.com or your neighborhood Rule King. America's farm and home store. Rev up your engines and get ready for the annual Teutopolis Cruise Car Show. Cruise the streets of T-Town, listen to music, wander through the car show, or mingle with great friends. Food and cold beverages available for purchase, live entertainment, prize giveaways, and a 50-50 raffle. There will be a Power Wheel Demolition Derby for the kids. Come join them this Friday, June 16th at 5.30 p.m. Check out Teutopolis Cruise Car Show for more details and information. See you there. Cromwell Media Effingham is currently dealing with a low power issue due to our tower being hit by lightning. This is affecting WCRC at the moment. You can listen to your favorite Cromwell Media stations at FEMradio.com by downloading the free FEM Radio app or your smart speaker. Again, this is something we are aware of and are working as fast as we can to get it corrected. We apologize for any inconvenience and truly appreciate you being a loyal listener of Cromwell Media Effingham. Thank you. There are only three northern white rhinos left in the world, but together we can turn things around. Your support to the San Diego Zoo Global Wildlife Conservancy helps support groundbreaking solutions. Join us now at endextinction.org. Andy's Health Mart Pharmacy is an independently owned Health Mart Pharmacy and is committed to the Effingham and surrounding communities. At Andy's, you'll experience a warm, caring, compassionate expert dedicated to your health. Their pharmacists have a personal commitment to you and our communities. Visit Andy's Health Mart Pharmacy today at 805 West Fayette in Effingham. Health Mart, taking the time to listen and care. Hello folks, Dr. Paul here. Spring is in the air. Cars are being washed of the salt. Tractors are prepped for planting and lawns need to be mowed. Don't you think it's time to get your body in for a checkup as well? Think about it. If your car breaks down, you trade it in for a new one. If the tractor's too old to do the job, you trade it for a new one. The problem is we don't have trade-ins available for the human body. If we did, you could bet Roads to Health Chiropractic would be the first dealership for the high-performance, low-weight, arthritis-free human body. And you'd trade that old body fast, wouldn't you? Well, folks, that's fantasy. What we can do is help you keep that body in the best shape possible. Call Roads to Health to schedule your next checkup. Are you tired of being sick and tired? Do you want to minimize the chances of a knee or hip replacement? Call Roads to Health at 217-500-3027 and let us help you restore that 1967 human body to pre-accident condition. And remember, all roads lead to Roads to Health. And now, the starting lineup. I would not love to see number 25 off of Albert's bat go into the street, the pit. Swing and hello, 4th of July. Take a ride on that knockdown pitch, big boy. Kerry Wood knocked him down, and now Albert looks at him as he goes around first. He gives him a glare. Say, take a little whiff of that, big boy. And now 
Kerry Wood that takes a look at Albert as he touches them off. Give it to him, big boy. Give it to him. That's how you play baseball. On 98.9 The Game. Hello, 4th of July. Take a ride on that knockdown pitch, big boy. Big boy. Big boy. Eric Fry, Sports Center Update. The Cardinals bullpen will be missing one of its top relievers for at least two weeks as the team plays reliever Ryan Helsley on the 15-day injured list with a right forearm strain yesterday. Helsley suffered the injury during his last appearance on June 7th. 28-year-old is 3-4 with a 3.24 ERA and seven saves in 25 innings this season. Pitcher Jake Woodford was recalled from AAA Memphis to take Helsley's roster spot. Recruiting season is heating up for the Illinois Fighting Illini football team as the program gained three recruits from the class of 2024 yesterday. Three-star receiver Tayshawn Griffin, three-star lineman Eddie Turek, and linebacker Edson Baker all announced their commitments with Illinois yesterday. Illini lured Baker away from his commitment with BYU, while both Griffin and Turek had multiple Power 5 offers. The Colts are hoping their top draft pick is rounding into form. According to ESPN, quarterback Anthony Richardson has spent some time under center with the starting offense during OTAs. Indianapolis is willing to initially start Garner Mishu at quarterback when the season begins, but will continue to evaluate the Colts' future franchise quarterback. Indy selected Richardson with the fourth overall pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. The Fever hope to bounce back from their most recent loss. Indiana is coming off a three-point loss to the Phoenix Mercury, entering tonight's battle against the Washington Mystics at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Fever has dropped four of their last five games and are currently last in the Eastern Conference at 2-6. Mystics are 5-3. and three. Welcome back in into the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry with the uh, Sports Center Reads. Let's set up on uh, some uh, baseball uh, from uh, last night. We'll go more in-depth with this in the uh, podcast uh, as we're up against it. The uh, Giants, yep, they beat the Cardinals last night 4-3. Uh, to three. It's the eighth inning, and San Francisco wins a game one uh, there. Uh, the Tigers win in extras over the Braves, snapping their nine-game losing streak in extras, 6-5. to five. Also in ten innings, it was the Rockies over the uh, Red Sox. And another extra inning affair with the Angels and Rangers. 9-6 to six winner for L.A. Shohei Otani going a deep not once, but a twice, including the go-ahead one there in the 12th inning to give L.A. the victory. Reds also got a win in extras over the Royals. 5-4. You get an extra inning game. You get an extra inning game. Mm-hmm. Lots All of them yesterday. Uh, Mariners 8-1 to one over the uh, Marlins as it was... Uh, Bryce Miller, one hitter for the uh, Mariners, only one hit, and uh, uh, Ariza didn't pick up that hit, so his average drops to 391. Oh, that's just awful. Might as well bench him now. <laughs> uh, the Diamondbacks, they got the win over the Phillies, a 9-2-8. A a. There was also a, a benches clearing scuffle with uh, Corbin Carroll getting drilled twice in about three innings, so the benches uh, cleared there. And with that win, the Diamondbacks, they're the best record in the National League now. Wow. Over the Braves, one game. How about that? Trust the process, Travis. <laughs> oh, man. That is insane. When I saw that, I was like, really? Yep. Trust the Best process. record in the National League. And we're a half game below the Nationals for the worst record in the National League are the Cardinals. There so, you go. How about that at the start of the season? Mm-hmm. So crazy. Uh, the A's, they also got the win over the Rays last night, a 4-3. to three. So, uh, hey, six straight now for Oakland. 
Here they come. Get ready. So, uh, they got the win last night. Full steam ahead right before their uh, big protest. That's right. As we'll hit up on that in the podcast as well. And uh, the uh, Cardinals uh, tonight, 550 here on 98.9 as it's Alex Cobb on the mound for San Francisco. And uh, Jack Flaherty will go for the uh, Cardinals uh, this evening as the Subway Series gets underway tonight. And the Pirates are in Chicago take on the uh, Cubs as Ortiz going for Pittsburgh and James Tyon going up for the uh, Cubbies tonight at 7.05 for Chicago. So uh, we'll explore the uh, Wilson Contreras comments on his uh, slump that he's going through right now in the pod, as well as that reverse boycott coming up in Oakland tonight in the podcast as well. But uh, we're up against it, and we'll return to talking to some uh, Stanley Cup. Could the uh, Hockey World crown a champion tonight? We'll see and talk about it to close out the show. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. This is Deputy Chief Kurt Davis of the Effingham Police Department with another safety tip for online use for your family. While online, a child might provide information or arrange an encounter that could risk his or her safety or the safety of other family members. In a few cases, pedophiles have used online services and bulletin boards to gain a child's confidence and then arrange a face-to-face meeting. Parents, be sure to stay in touch with your children's online activities, and if you detect any threats to your child's safety, notify your local police department. Kick it in the sticks this summer at the Muddy Bottoms Bar and Grill. They have daily food and drink specials like Fireball Fridays. Plus, there's always darts, cornhole, and the big screen TV. Bring your friends and have some fun. Need some pool therapy? Muddy Bottoms has eight pool tables to fill your need. If you're doing a party bus, make sure to let them know so they'll be ready. And if you need a party room, just give them a call. Muddy Bottoms Bar and Grill on Union Center Road, where there's always awesome eats and ice cold drinks. Follow them on Facebook. And now, shut up. I'm so tired of spoiled, privileged kids thinking that they deserve something. They don't deserve anything. You earn it. Shut up. With your 256,000 signatures, who gives a crap? They're most probably bots anyways. The starting lineup. Hi, my name is Eric. And I live in Aurora, Illinois, which is a suburb of Chicago. Aurora. Excellent. I've had plenty of day jobs. Nothing I'd call a career. I'll say this. I have an extensive collection of name tags and hairnets. It's from Wayne's World. Have you ever seen Wayne's World? On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in uh, the starting lineup here on 98.9 and the game. Only here on 98.9 here for just a, a little a bit uh, longer. Still got more stuff to talk about in the uh, pod, more baseball and a college baseball as well. But uh, the NBA season came to a close uh, last night. And can the NHL season go to a close uh, tonight? We'll find out in uh, game number five of the uh, Stanley Cup of Finals with the uh, Golden Knights leading a three uh, to one as it's in uh, Vegas tonight, seven o'clock TNT. I'm just thinking of that in a recent history. We haven't had a lot of luck with uh, home teams clinching 
on home ice. Of course, uh, Tampa did that back in uh, 2021, and uh, last year when uh, Colorado won it, they were in uh, Tampa, so uh, that wasn't to be, and uh, the Lightning were the first to do that on home ice since 2015, mm-hmm. so it actually has been uh, quite a while. More often than not, the uh, Stanley Cup gets clinched on the road, as, of course, 2019, the Blues were in uh, Boston. Yes, they were. Uh, there, and we just uh, had the anniversary yesterday. I saw that. The Cub or the uh, Blues clinching the uh, Stanley Cup the other day. So uh, we'll see if the Golden Knights uh, can get it done tonight. As the uh, Panthers, there are clinging to hope, and uh, they're clinging to hope uh, due to the injury status of Matthew Kachuk uh, there. And uh, according to uh, the team, that it won't be revealed his status until Tuesday, right before uh, Game Number Five. Um, Coach for Florida said the update will be tomorrow. You'll get all the big information tomorrow night. Of course, Kachuk has been kind of banged up this uh, postseason in general. He was limited to 16 minutes and 40 seconds of ice time in a game of four as Kachuk was laboring in the game with what appeared to be an upper body injury, and he only skated four shifts during the third period but had a chance to tie the game at the buzzer uh, with a shot near the Knights' goal, but uh, not to be uh, there. When asked what it would take for him to miss the Panthers' next game, he said after the game, that's a tough question. I don't really want to talk about it right now. So uh, Kachuk leads the Panthers in postseason goals and points, and he has had four game-winning goals this postseason, including three in overtime uh, there. Uh, on Sunday, he uh, the coach did leave the door open for Kachuk to play a limited role in game number five uh, there. Panthers players said if Kachuk can't go or if he's limited, they'll be ready to answer the call. We've been short-handed a lot this year, uh, said Sam Bennett, with big guys being in and out of the lineup, and it's just an opportunity for other guys to step up and take a bigger role to be more of an impact. So that shouldn't be an issue, according to uh, Sam Bennett uh, there. But obviously when you have a guy that's been your main guy, mm-hmm would uh, hurt the Panthers' chances Absolutely. Uh, tonight in a big time if uh, Kachuk can't go. So Yeah, and that's why, Travis, uh, O-V-E-R. It's over. It's over. Golden Knights, I mean, yeah, they've been uh, pretty impressive this uh, postseason. Even if Kachuk plays, how much is he going to play? And at what percentage yeah, is he going to play? Role. Yeah, I mean, I mean, him at 75% may still be better than most players in the league. 65 75% maybe. That's not enough to carry you to another win. Yeah, right. So uh, I would tend to agree. I, I think it ends tonight uh, there. And if it doesn't end tonight, if the Panthers do somehow uh, force a game six, we have to wait all the way till Friday uh. for a game six back in of Florida. So maybe if the Panthers do force a game six, the time in yep. between the games would be enough time for Kachuk to rest and get back in there for game six. But uh, we'll see. Cup in the building and tonight, always a different atmosphere. The crowd just knows when the cup is in the uh, building. You can just feel its presence emanating from underneath the stands. And so uh, we'll see if the Golden Knights can lift up their first trophy there as well. The Nuggets just did it. We'll see if the Golden Knights do it uh, tonight. And we'll be back on a Thursday to uh, talk about it if we have another game six or we'll talk about the NHL season being 
over. Again, reminder, we're not on uh, tomorrow due to the uh, WCSC birthday bash, but until Wednesday, we'll talk to you then, and we've still got more stuff to talk about in the pod, but uh, catch us there. Coming up next here on ESPN Radio is uh, Fitz and Harry, and I'm sure he'll have a lot to say about the uh, Golden Knights game tonight as well, so enjoy. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in. Uh, it's overtime of the uh, start in the lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry still hanging out with you. Still got more stuff to uh, talk about in the way of uh, baseball. We got some uh, college baseball to hit up on. The College World Series is uh, set up for Omaha this weekend. And we also have some uh, Major League Baseball to get to as well with Wilson Contreras making uh, some uh, comments about the uh, just slump that he's in right now and also the reverse boycott in oakland tonight that is scheduled so we'll hit up on to those things coming up here in the pod Plus so big news for a favorite team and it's not good we'll tell you more about that not good all right so yes. uh we'll hit up on that and uh is there anything on sports center that you wanted to clean up yes the patriots are moving on from a promising running back the team announced on monday that james robinson has been released the 24 year old signed a two-year deal in the offseason to have a base value of four million dollars however none of the money was guaranteed robinson impressed as an undrafted free agent in 2020 when he ran for over a thousand yards and had 10 total touchdowns with the jags the back tore an achilles the following season was traded to the jets last year now he's once again looking for a team DeAndre Hopkins kicking off his journey as a free agent. The wide receiver met with the Houston Titans on Monday, though no deal was reached, according to ESPN. Hopkins is expected to visit the New England Patriots next and could be setting up meetings with other teams. The 31-year wideout was released by the Cardinals on May 26th and has been linked to several interested franchises. The Royals are moving on from one of their most experienced players as Kansas City designated veteran outfielder Jackie Bradley Jr. for assignment on Monday. The 33-year-old is batting 133 with one home run and six RBIs in 43 games this season. Former All-Star was signed by Kansas City this offseason after splitting the 2022 season between the Red Sox and Blue Jays. The corresponding move the team called up fellow outfielder Darian Blanco from AAA Omaha. Hmm. And let's see here. J.J. Watt is being inducted into the Houston Texans Ring of Honor. He was drafted by the team and played for them until 2020 when he was released and signed by the Cardinals. He played with the Cardinals for two seasons until his retirement. The Texans made the Ring of Honor announcement on social media yesterday saying that the ceremony will be in October. Mm-hmm. A Senate committee is asking for details on the PGA Tours merger with Live Golf. The PGA and the Saudi-backed Live Golf made a controversial merger to form a bigger organization in what lawmakers call a, quote, drastic reversal, end quote, in its position. Democrat Richard Blenther, 
Blenthal, excuse me, is requesting details of the agreement. He says it raises, quote, serious questions regarding the reasons for and terms behind the agree- announced agreement, end quote. In a letter to the PGA Tours Commissioner, the permanent subcommittee on investigations also sent a version of the letter to Live Golf's CEO. The Mets could be looking to add a little extra pop to their lineup as New York signed a Luke Voigt to a minor league deal on Monday. He was assigned the AAA Syracuse. Voigt was designated for assignment May 29th after playing in 22 games with the Brewers this season. 32-year-old signed a minor league contract with the Brewers in the offseason, opted out of it, and signed a major league deal with the club for $2 million. Voigt is a career 253 hitter with 95 home runs, 68 of which came across four seasons with the Yankees. As we talked about, the Nuggets are going to have their... Uh, parade scheduled for thursday so be on the lookout for that if you're heading to the denver area and finally travis mm-hmm. the jags yep. could be trading in turf for track as team officials said that daytona international speedway could be the temporary home for jacksonville as renovations begin at tiaa bank field speedway president frank kellner told the daytona beach news journal that representatives will meet soon to discuss the proposal owner shad khan is finalizing a two billion dollar renovation project jacksonville's current stadium which would take two years to finish team hopes to strike a deal for a temporary home by next march so construction can begin at tiaa field after the 2025 season i heard i heard that someone I, kick around that idea <laughs> how's that gonna work like i know they've done like they used to do a college football game every year at Bristol on the infield they of Bristol. Have done that, yeah. But that's a small track with fans around everywhere. It makes right. sense. Where in Daytona are you going to put a football field <laughs> besides the grass on the front stretch? But the fans are so far away. They're not going to be, you're going to have to bring in temporary bleachers. This is a nightmare, mm-hmm. Travis. Yeah. I guess I never really thought of that. I saw the Jags were doing those proposed yeah. changes. And, uh, and I but guess they're not oh. building a new stadium, right. they're making changes to their current one. So they have to have somewhere to play in the meantime. Yeah. I think maybe a college stadium would be more right feasible, but. I guess I don't know where they are located wise and logistic wise and whatnot, but yeah, Daytona. <laughs> I, Temporary I, I home of the Jets. But at the same time, this is not going to work, Travis. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be. This just sounds like a tough. disaster, like waiting to happen. And it would be for two years, too. Yeah. Like it's not just like a, a you know, a short little thing. Like this mm. is going to be a while. Right. Like, I don't see why they couldn't go to, well, you can go to Orlando. Mm, maybe. Play at the, uh, the Orange, uh, where the Orange oh, Bowl the is. Citrus Bowl Citrus or something. Bowl. Like, you're already going where to Daytona, to which is close enough to Orlando. Or go to maybe. Gainesville. Yeah, I think Gainesville has been kicked around. But you don't want to mess up Florida's schedule. Like, I understand that, too. I don't think it would be. You know, NFL's on Sunday. Gators are on Saturday. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't really think it would be that much of a conflict with them. Uh, maybe UCF. What about something. Jacksonville University, Travis? Yeah. Right there in Jacksonville. I don't even know if they have a football team. I mean... Where did uh, where did Prime play? The University of North Florida. Where did Prime coach? Was that Jack? That was Jackson State, not yeah. Jacksonville State. 
Makes sense. But yeah, I would think uh, college. Jacksonville State Gamecocks football, Travis. Mm, I guess it all depends on if they have the facilities to host the football team for two years. NFL team. Oh, no, that's Jacksonville State. That's in Alabama. Uh, perfect uh, perfect time to temporary move to London for two yeah. years. Or, you know, the <laughs> uh, Soldier Field. Yeah. <laughs> but the Bears will be still using that. Oh, they will because they're not going anywhere. <laughs> oh, man. After all that. After all maybe that. Maybe. So uh, Jacksonville might have to find a, a temporary home soon. So we'll see if that Daytona materializes or not. Uh, but uh, yesterday, last night in uh, Major League uh, Baseball, as the uh, Cardinals, uh, they uh, fell to the uh, Giants. And this was before the game or after. It was after the game. Uh, Wilson Contreras spoke to MLB.com, and he's really going through it as, hey, we've already been through it here on the show of his uh, being temporarily um, removed from being the permanent catcher and whatnot mm-hmm. and all the drama that was going through that. And now on top of that, he's also going through the worst slump of his career. And he's still, quote-unquote, looking for answers. He was 0-3 last night, and his batting average has now dipped to a point. 201, more than 50 points below his career mark. The three-time All-Star is just 5 for 63 over his past 19 games with St. Louis. And he told MLB.com, this is my first time since I've been in the big leagues that I've struggled this bad. I think I've lost my confidence. I've lost my trust. I've lost the trust that I came into the season with. It just went away. So he's lost his confidence. And... Wilson Contreras just lost right now. Who do you blame that on? I'm sure the whole drama with that. Yeah. Being the catcher or not certainly hasn't helped. No, not at all. And that's what I was getting at is I blame it on the the team itself. Yeah. You gave up on him a month into the season. Right. How could his confidence and trust not be right. damaged? Right. So... And he said that he's been hitting the ball hard, but just running into some uh, bad luck. As um, According to a StatCast, his expected batting average was uh, uh, 246, uh, but also uh, said they asked they keep going in order to help the Cards turn around their uh, season. I don't think I know. I, I I don't think I know I have to keep going. Right now I have to find ways to get myself going. I've been hitting the ball hard, but right at people. That's something that is out of my control. But, man, I just have to keep playing hard one play at a time and be the best I can for the team and my teammates. So I feel bad for the guy. I really yeah, do. Definitely. Yeah. Like, he just has, I mean. That's true. He has been. Uh, running into some bad luck lately, but mm-hmm. sometimes that happens when you're just going through uh, a slump like this. It just seems like you can't buy a hit, yep. and so and that's just what Wilson's going through uh, right now. So he's just lost. Hey, I guess just that's uh, how to describe the Cardinals season. Yeah, that's right. Just lost. I have a question for you, Travis. Uh huh. Five thousand seat capacity going to be good enough for an NFL team? No. Oh, okay. I mean, it's the Jags we're talking about. No. No? Okay. 
Yeah, Jags, they they're coming on. Duval. They About fifteen thousand. It's a little better, but still not great. Mm. Trying to find you a stadium in Florida. That's close. Mm. I don't know. I'll have to do some exploring. Yeah, we'll do some. I'm doing some looking here. Some investigating. Uh, there. Let's see. Uh, yeah, the other thing that in baseball tonight that the uh, Rays and A's game. They're in Oakland tonight. They're going to be part of a, a unique thing as uh, some fans there in Oakland to uh, try to prove the organization wrong that it's not the fans' fault. Mm-hmm. Oakland is uh, planning on a reverse boycott tonight against Tampa Bay. And when I first heard about this, so what the heck is a reverse mm-hmm. boycott? Mm-hmm. Well, they're going to try to fill the Coliseum. They're going to try to pack the Coliseum like old days and uh, they're going to try to prove to management that it's not the fans' fault that the uh, attendance is, is so uh, bad and the move to uh, Vegas is uh, kicked around. Uh, so uh, the fans are going to try to uh, pack the Coliseum as usually on Tuesday nights they are only uh, have 3,000 or 4,000 uh, people. Uh, they are expecting around 20,000 uh, for the uh, game tonight. And when I heard about that, I was like, 20,000. That doesn't seem like a lot. But I guess when you compare Oakland's attendance this season in general and mm-hmm. what it normally is on a Tuesday night, that is significantly uh, more. And also a group of Oakland A's fans called the 68ers, they're planning on handing out uh, the first 7,000 fans who show up to the game a bright green T-shirt that says sell on them. Mm. So China. I like what they're trying to do, Travis, but it's not going to matter. I know it's a good idea to try to pack the stadium, but what do we talk about with the Cubs? Mm-hmm. About it doesn't matter. You're showing up to the game. Yep. yep. As uh, prices for the game have increased, as this reverse boycott has picked up steam, as on a vivid seats. Uh, prices have increased from $49 to $75 there. So it doesn't matter. You want to hand out 7,000 t-shirts that says sell the team on them? Well, you're still buying a ticket and yep. you're still uh, putting money in their pocket. So. Yeah. They're still getting paid regardless. So, yeah. I again, I just I just don't get this. I I understand what you're trying to do, but, you know, it's it's like they've already left. The A's in their mind, Travis, are already in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Or at least they're not in the ownership, yeah. So what is showing up doing? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't matter. When you haven't showed up, it's not like the team didn't play. Mm-hmm. They've still been there. So. Yeah. And the other problem is, Travis, there's no way you're filling this place. That yeah, thing is a canyon. It's not no. gonna matter. No. So, uh, but they're they're trying to do. They're trying to show their support. I I know on on Reddit on my Chicago Cubs group, they were all wanting people to show support for Oakland too, and let Oakland know that you know we want a team in Oakland. But really, I don't, and I think vast majority of baseball doesn't, right? Because no one wants to go to that stadium. 
Mm-hmm. And they're not going to give them a new stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, part of me, Travis, wonders. And this is going to sound so weird. But if Moneyball, we talked about this. This is not two days in a row we're going to bring up Moneyball. Moneyball. If Moneyball won the championship and the A's stayed competitive this whole time, I'm not saying winning, but we're competitive. They would have gotten the stadium. Right. Because Golden State did. Yeah. They also left Oakland for San Francisco. Yeah, but it's just across the bay. Right. It's not like it's a huge it's not like moving to Vegas. Oh yeah, no doubt. It it just makes me wonder. That should be even more an incentive to give them a stadium. Right, I think from a fan perspective is, yeah, if you wanted to keep the team together, fans feel like the organization could have, but instead they sold everybody off. Mm-hmm. So and it's kind of what they're trying yeah, to and point out. It almost seems like, and I don't know the, the backgrounds, and, and maybe I'll look this up a little bit for, for Thursday's show, but it almost feels like whenever ownership, whoever the current owner is of the A's, took over ownership, they made the decision we're getting out of Oakland. We're not putting any more money in this team until we get out of Oakland. Because that was the thing with Moneyball. They didn't. Yeah, they couldn't get the money from ownership to pay the people that they needed to pay. Because mm. ownership wouldn't let them. Yeah. So, I. it's just a bad situation. I feel bad. You know, Travis, you can probably relate to the people of Oakland. Yeah. You know, with your Rams. Mm-hmm, definitely. And so, you know, I'm sure you, you have a soft spot in your heart a little bit probably for Oakland fans. Right, I mean, and they already lost the Raiders. Yeah, and they, so. they, have, and they lost gold, you know, the Warriors. Mm-hmm. They're going to be one of, probably one of the biggest towns in America without a national sports franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's not a good label to have. No. No, so that would be kind of a little hope to ever gaining another team again. Yeah. So uh, John Fisher is the uh, owner of the Oakland A's. Gotcha. So estimated net worth of $2.2 billion. He's he's doing okay, what you're saying. Yeah. He's uh, the son of Gap Incorporated founders, Hmm. Donald and Doris Fisher. So, he's already a major league owner, and he's also a part of the uh, San Jose Earthquakes uh, uh, organization. So that's what I was thinking. Why not go to to, to San Jose? Yeah. Well, maybe can't get the funding for a baseball stadium. Maybe. Something. I don't know. Uh, and he also is a part of, uh, of course, a soccer club as well. Or a football club, I'm sorry. Football. Over in uh, Scotland, the Scotland's Celtic FC ownership group as well. By the way, um, Austin, Travis, is the 10th most populated city, and they do not have a major sports franchise. Hmm. Austin. Dallas is close enough, right? Houston is close enough, right? Um, I think you may be insulting some (laughs) Texas fans, people from Texas. Longhorns are good enough, right? You don't need us. I mean, they are an SEC pros, team now. Pros franchise. They are an SEC team now. 
Yeah, they're they're tenth on the list. Columbus, fourteenth. Mm-hmm. And I guess they got the Blue Jackets. Yeah. And the Ohio State. The Ohio State Buckeyes, of course. What um, else do you need? Seattle. No. El Paso. El Paso is the 22, 22nd biggest city in the hmm. United States. But you didn't know that, did you? No. They don't have a national sports team. Hmm. Louisville. Yeah. Memphis. Well, I got the Grizzlies. Never mind. Right. Tucson, Fresno, Sacramento. Sacramento has a team. Yeah, I go a long way. There's Oakland, 45th. 45th most populated city in America. Mm-hmm. So I was completely wrong with my yeah. thing of they'd be one of the top populations yeah. without a national team. Yeah, you just researched your. However, they are bigger than Tampa one. and Arlington and New Orleans and Cleveland and Anaheim. Hmm. All those places, Orlando, have Newark, Pittsburgh. Yeah, even though I didn't, St. Louis, I didn't uh, stick around to uh, see a lot of it, but uh, I was flipping through the channels last night after the game, and they had that thirty for thirty on of the uh, Anaheim Ducks, the story of that franchise getting started there with Disney, and of course, I that one of the best movies of all time, one of my faves, The Mighty Ducks. Which one's your favorite? Mm, the Mighty Ducks? Mm-hmm. Mm, it's hard to beat the original. See, I always think two's a little bit better than one, but that's because I saw two first, so in my head, it's one. Mm-hmm. But three is the worst. Oh, well, yeah. Unequivocally. Yeah, that's... No I doubt. watch it for guilty pleasure in the how awfulness a movie can be. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that train wreck you can't stop watching. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that kind of stunk without uh, Emilio Estevez on for the whole movie. Yep. He did have cameos in it, obviously, but mm-hmm. yeah, and I didn't know that it was such a big deal of uh, until later on in life. I was like, oh, well, these two these two teams battling each other are in the same school. Yeah. There's a varsity and JV showdown. Yeah, not, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't definitely. get behind it after that. I'm like, I'm in high school. We don't do big JV events versus like varsity. This. I mean, you do scrimmages like that, and like you know, m- you know, meet you know, for example, at Cumberland, meet the Pirate Night. Yeah, maybe but it's different in hockey. In California, they made it, they made it seem like a big deal. In Minneapolis, maybe, maybe <laughs> they made it seem like a big deal. Maybe high school hockey's huge in Minneapolis. Maybe. Oh, I'm sure it is. I have no doubt. With their their arena that they had at the high school that looked like a professional arena. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm always partial to the first one. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, the second one was good. But I always like the USA thing. You know me, I'm a sucker for cheering for USA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll, I'll cheer for USA over anything else. Speaking of which, Travis, this weekend, I saw the um, commercials for the, the Women's World Cup. That is taking place this summer. Mm-hmm. And it's USA versus the world is what the promotional is. They're talking about how can we stop them. And one of them was like, well, we could cancel their flights and all this. Travis, I know we are USA and I get that. But we are setting ourselves up for failure, aren't we? Is this the same thing as like the Olympics where we had the two guys competing to see who was going to be super good at the Olympics and neither one of them made it? Like, I don't... Mm. 
I don't like no. it. I mean, I think that it's probably maybe this team is as good as it has been, but I still think that they're. I still think they're pretty there. good, but are you setting yourself up for failure when your entire marketing campaign is us versus the world, talking about how great you are? If you were to get knocked out in the quarters, it's a fail. Yeah. Anything less than the title is is a fail with that really is. commercial package. Talking yeah. about the rest of the world trying to figure out how to beat us. Mm-hmm. And, oh, well, the only thing we may be able to do is cancel their flights. Mm-hmm. Or maybe go back in time and make them not be into soccer and have them get interested in a different sport. Like yeah, I did say that. That's that's what we're setting ourselves up for. <laughs> Anything less than the championship is a failure. I guess that's how how good we are in uh, women's soccer. I don't soccer. like it, Travis. Don't like I it. I guess. Uh, yeah, and it was a prestigious Minneapolis yes. uh, high school. So are the Mighty Ducks. Yes, the famous Minneapolis high school. Eden Hall Academy. Gotta love it. Was it Eden Hall Academy? And that's what it was called, yep. Maybe it was a fictional uh, fictional high school. I don't know. There is an Eden Hall Upper Elementary in Pennsylvania. Hmm. Maybe it was a fictional uh, high school. Either way, it's prestigious from many. It's got a Disney wiki. So. Oh, there you go. Of course it does. Of course it does. Um, let's uh, hit up on uh, some... Eden Hall Academy was created to provide supplemental playing opportunities for youth hockey players. Yeah, there you go. Alumni include Cole Kotze, who committed to Michigan State. Um, Akil Thomas, an NHL second-round draft pick. Um, people who committed to different things, different coaches. Martin St. Martin Louis was a coach there, Travis. Yeah, there you go. So... It's a good one. It is. It is a thing, I guess. Yeah. There you go. It's not all completely made up. Not all. Just some. Yeah. They also hope you get into hockey play-by-play. So. Hmm, there you go. If you're into that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so uh, we talked a little bit about the uh, schedule for tonight with the Cardinals and the Cubs, but. Uh, the Braves are starting a series with the uh, Tigers. Spencer Strider on the mound for Atlanta. Uh, Blue Jays are in Baltimore to take on the Orioles, Rockies, and the Red Sox. The Subway Series uh, starts this evening. Uh, Servino against uh, Max Scherzer for the Yankees and Mets, respectively. Corbin Burns going tonight for Milwaukee. Uh, Pablo Lopez for Minnesota. Uh, the uh, Reds still in Kansas City with the Royals. The Angels still in Texas with the Rangers. Nationals starting a series with the Astros. Patrick Corbin on the mound today if we were doing a Dinger Tuesday, mm-hmm. which we are not. We are not. Uh, the Marlins eh, still in Seattle. Phillies, Diamondbacks, so Zach Wheeler against uh, Zach Davies. Tonight, uh, Tampa and A's game uh, with the reverse boycott that we were just talking about. Uh, not exactly a barn burner pitching matchup. Beaks versus Harris. Harris for Oakland, a 6.46 ERA. Hmm. But six-game winning streak for Oakland on the line of this evening. So maybe that helps as well with the reverse boycott is that uh, they're starting to win. Right, so, right. 
Uh, the Guardians are in San Diego to take on the Padres. Musgrove again one of four San Diego, and the White Sox are in LA to take on the uh, Dodgers. Lance Lynn been a struggle for him this year. Four and six record, six point seven two ERA, and a little bit of a struggle for the White Sox in general. But uh, Tony Goslin will be the man to oppose him tonight in MLB. So. Uh, who's going uh, for the uh, Cardinals on Wednesday? It's Scalafani against uh, Jordan Montgomery uh, there. So who's going for the Cubs? Cubs on Wednesday. Rich Hill going for the Pirates. Drew Smiley for the Cubbies. Yeah. There. Subway Series. Garrett Cole against Justin Verlander. Pretty nice. Pitching matchup on Wednesday. See Luis Castillo going for Seattle. Guys now for Tampa on Wednesday. Kershaw for the Dodgers. But uh, we'll talk about Wednesday's action on a Thursday show. Mm -hmm. uh, and then also uh, last night uh, the uh, College World Series was uh, set as uh, two teams punched their ticket. Tennessee, they won their series with uh, Southern Miss and they won it in a shutout 5-0. to zero. There to advance to Omaha, and Stanford won it on a walk-off fashion, a seven to six, as Texas lost a routine pop fly. No one saw it in the lights, and it dropped, and that's how Stanford won the game. So that stinks for yeah. Texas to lose it on such a simple play like that. Yep, it was with two outs, two strikes, I think as well. So. Uh, Stanford uh, punches uh, their ticket to uh, the uh, College World Series, and uh, they'll have to wait for their matchup. They'll await uh, the number one team in the land, Wake Forest, at 1 o'clock there in Omaha. Also on a Saturday, you got Tennessee advancing to take on LSU, all-SEC matchup there. And then also you have Oral Roberts going up against TCU on Friday in Virginia versus the number two team, Florida, at a 6 o'clock there. In Omaha. So, Oral Roberts, Tennessee, Virginia, Florida, Stanford, Wake Forest, Tennessee, LSU, your finals in mm -hmm. college baseball for the College World Series. Yep. Double elimination style tournament, of course. Yep. So, that kicks off this weekend. Sounds good. And, let's see. I think I ran through everything. Okay, I got one more thing. One more thing with the uh, team. A team? A team. Uh -huh. Buffalo Bills coach Sean McDermott said Tuesday that Stephon Diggs is not at the team's mandatory minicamp, but the agent says he's there. McDermott said that Diggs' absence was very concerning prior to Tuesday's minicamp practice. Diggs had missed voluntary workouts, but Diggs' agent told ESPN's Adam Schefter that his client is in Buffalo and has been there since Monday morning. He said that Diggs took his physical, met with Coach McDermott and the general manager the past two days, and will be there for the entirety of minicamp. So, Travis, either Sean McDermott does not remember what one of his players looks like and doesn't remember talking to somebody, or this agent is lying out his side of his face. Yeah. Either way, based on how the season ended with him not talking to Josh Allen when they lost mm -hmm. and what he said over the offseason – very concerning for what a lot of people would say is one of the favorite teams in the AFC. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I would think that you know if your players are there or not. You would think, right? You would think the agent. Especially if the agent's saying that he talked to you. Right. 
I understand the agent's ticking off for his guy. But that He's bold not. face to say he talked with the coach and the general manager. He talked with them face to face. I know. That's it, that's pretty bold mm-hmm. if it's not true. Right. Hmm. So something to keep your eye on there in Buffalo. That's very odd. Hmm. Stefan Diggs wanting out. Trouble in paradise. Being on the move. That wide receiver core after him does not look that great for Buffalo. No. Yep. No, no doubt. We will know. You want to know how we'll know if this is a story or not? How? We'll see if DeAndre Hopkins makes a visit to Buffalo. It's true. If he makes a visit to Buffalo, Travis, where there's smoke, there's fire. Mm Mm-hmm. Gabe Davis, that's their wide receiver, too. Yeah. Household name. Dawson Knox, the tight end. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, definitely something to keep your eye on there. The Madden curse is already kicking in for Buffalo. <laughs> Game's not even out yet. Josh Allen's been the cover athlete for less than a week, and he's losing his top wide receiver, potentially. Yeah, but you can't blame, blame this on the Madden curse because this is already an underlining issue I can, before Travis, the game. I can, and I will. Before Allen was even on the cover. Can, and I will. I think you're stretching there. Nope. Stretching to find the curse. Nope. It doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't. That's right. Tom Brady broke it. Yep. So there you go. That's all I got. There you go. So we'll monitor the situation there with uh, Stefan Diggs. Yeah. I don't think that you would at least know if your guy's in training camp or not. But, hey, who am I? uh, Who am I kidding? Maybe. It'll all get worked out. All right, so uh, that will do it here for the uh, pod again. A reminder, we're not on the uh, show uh, tomorrow. As we'll be out at the WCRC uh, birthday uh, bash. So we'll be back for you on uh, Thursday to recap two days' worth of uh, sports. And we'll be talking about uh, Stanley Cup champions being crowned tonight as well. We'll catch you again on Thursday. Until then, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Have a good one. Peace.